right. So that was much more fun. Uh, welcome back, everybody, uh, to a brand new edition of the Reds Disciples podcast. Uh, we are a companion podcast with the Facebook group, the Reds Disciples, um, which is an online basketball community found on Facebook. And if you are with us uh, back again, thank you for for joining us. Uh, please hit that like and that subscribe button. Uh, we're going to be doing this all year. This is your show. And thankfully, today we have much better news uh, today, Sunday, than we did on Friday. As today, the Celtics do finally pull out a 107 97 win, I believe is the, the number. Yep. 107 97 win for their first win of the season and the first win of Ime Udoka's career. So um, that was a first, uh, that was a, uh, a solid first win, I guess I might say. As a win, I think, against a Houston team, if we didn't win, um, the hand wringing would probably be immense by now. Uh, but uh, we, we are the better team. We should have won that game. Um, but it's nice to see us put that together and, and uh, get that win. Um, so, um, but first, before we dive in too far to this week's win, to, to today's win, um, we unfortunately, we should look back at, at Friday's uh, debacle, um, which was not fun. Uh, most certainly not fun. A one eleven to eighty three um, pounding uh, at the hands of the Toronto Raptors, who just outlength the shit out of us. Uh, to be perfectly honest. Um, so, uh, Billy, just to open up, um, and we're not going to dive too far into that because I might slip my wrist. But. <laughs> Um, you, what was your thoughts on what we saw uh, from our team against Toronto at the home opener? Well, my thoughts on Friday and 48 hours later are a lot more balanced now because I had time to kind of reflect and think about it. We kind of climb off the ledge a little bit. Yeah, we kind of expected just because we changed the coach, all the bad habits would disappear. That's kind of not how things work. It takes time to implement a culture. It takes time to implement a system. I mean, you saw the spacing on Friday. Nobody knew where they were gonna, where they were supposed to be, which meant everybody's in the wrong place. And that's how all those turnovers kept happening. I mean, we um, going into today, we were 30th in the NBA in turnovers. Yeah, yeah. And that's, nobody knows where to be. They don't know their spots. They're not comfortable playing with each other. Cause that was also the first time all 17 of our guys were available counting the two-way guys five turnovers for that game um they had their hands on everything like with all their length and siakam i don't siakam didn't even play no yeah and they outlength the shit out of us with boucher with scotty barnes scotty Ball. again uh continuing from what we saw in the preseason that kid is a star in the making, I think. Uh, he, he just, his length was so, and Precious Achua, his length 
uh, just created just nightmare uh, for this team. Yeah, that's the most approved player candidate right there. Precious. Oh yeah. Really- oh yeah. They were talking about that on on the broadcast, and it's one hundred percent right. He he's going to do some great things for that team this year, I think. But when you t- turn the ball over, you're going to give up fast break points because obviously we gave up. Uh, we were thirtieth in fast break defense too going into today, and those two things go hand in hand. And yep. those are the habits that this team had before because they're very lackadaisical and. They kind of think that they could just show up and beat these bad teams. And I think Ime's finally the guy that's going to get it through their head that they can't do that. They actually have to, you know, play 48 minutes of a basketball game. You don't just get up double digits in the first half and you get to coast the rest of the way. Because they yeah. love doing We had a nice lead. Everything was running on all cylinders. The starters played good. And then all of a sudden, it was just like, oh, we got this. Let's, you know, let's put it in neutral a little bit. Yeah, and just stop moving. It's like, hey, we can just hoist from wherever and be sloppy with our passes. Like, like sloopy, super sloppy, no intention on the cutting, no if, if at all there was cutting, um, just really not intentional um, with the off-ball movement at all. A lot of guys standing around. Um, and, and if you stand around, you're easy to guard. Um, so we saw a lot of that. Um, the switching again was an issue. We looks like Ime did make an adjustment today, but on on uh, Saturday, excuse me, on Friday, switching was just was just on on twenty switching everything, switching all the time. Like if you even breathe in my direction, I'm switching on to another guy, you know? So, and that just created once again, matchup problems. I saw like their length under the, under the rim, OG and Boucher and Barnes were under the rim and they had like, you know, Romeo and fricking Pritchard underneath there. Like, what are these two guys doing under they, under their, trying to battle with them like what are we doing yeah they got the mismatches pretty easy and it wasn't just in the post because i mean obviously they did kill us down low but they killed us from three i mean it was just a total massacre um surprisingly we still did really well with assists that game even though we were winning the ball so that is that's like a huge change from uh what we've seen previous years we jumped from 27th last year in assists uh, six going into today. I'm sure we might even be in the top five after today's game. So um, that's encouraging. Yeah, yeah. So today, 22 assists on 38 baskets. Honestly, could have been more. We still are not. I mean, like, I, in general, I do like our ball movement. I still would like to see us drive a little bit more. But in general, the ball movement is better. It's it's crisper. Um, you you do see guys willing to make the extra pass. We just haven't seen a lot of guys make shots. Um, you know, uh, we it's nice to see Tatum get off the Schneid today. Almost the double double with thirty one and nine. Uh, Al had uh, Al was a best shoot. Al shot the ball better in the last game than he did today. But Al made a ton of plays on both ends of the ball today. Double-double, three blocks, three steals. 
um, super active all over the floor. Uh, and it's just, I, I think it's a, a matter of just guys being able to hit shots. Um, our starting backcourt today has run into a lot of the same issues that our starting backcourt had last year into it to a degree is some of that is unexpected. Some of it is um, the shooting and therefore the spacing has just not worked at least up to the, uh, uh, to the, to start the season. Smart has not been effective yet. Uh, not that Smart was ever going to be like a super effective jump shooter. Um, but Smart is still working his way into it. He did, I think, run, you know, as far as managing game management, I thought he was okay today. Um, yeah, but Schroeder, he need, and it was weird. It was very off and on game, kind of game for me. He had 18 and five assists, which statistically looked great. I thought at times, I thought he forced stuff. Uh, his jump shot has not come along yet. Um, um, ironically, Josh Richardson has. Once once the season started for real, Josh Richardson's shot, I think, has come along so far. Um, but, um, and Aaron's Nismith shot has not uh, has not hit regular season yeah, time yet. So we're still we're still sluggish on spacing, um, and we're going to need that because guys are going to dare uh, our backcourt to beat them. And right now it's they they cannot. Um, but you know we we did enough to get the win today. I think. Yeah, Schroeder's going to be the litmus test for who actually watched the game and then who just looked at the box score. Because if you look at the box score, you're like, oh, Schroeder absolutely played much better than Smart. But you don't understand the way he over dribbles and how much it hurts us. And then the turnovers at just the worst possible times. Um, the thing and then to think that about stupid play. Yeah, it's had a couple of just bonehead, like like totally Schroeder plays, like the kind of plays that if he was on another team playing us and did that, we would just be, you just, you would just get the ratio. You just like, you want to punch the shit out of him. Those are momentum swingers. When he does that, it swings the momentum for the other team. Smart, he's kept his shot attempts under double digits, which is great. I don't care if he makes them or misses them. I just want him to shoot them, keep the defense honest enough. But you give me six, uh, six rebounds, five assists, one turnover as opposed to what Schroeder's doing, I'm going to take that every single time. He's Joe Flacco. You can win a Super Bowl with Joe Flacco. He ain't going to wow you, but you know what? He'll get you to the dance, and that's what he's doing. He's getting us there. Indeed, indeed. So, but yeah, as for tonight's game, again, 107 to 97, we win. So um, I know we've already mentioned a few names, but let's uh, go ahead. So uh, tell me about uh, our top three guys here. I'll, I'll just mention starting out with, with Tatum once again, 31 and nine, um, looked more aggressive uh, overall. Uh, I thought I saw him taking it to the basket a little bit. Still had his fadeaways going on, but uh, um, I thought he was at least trying to touch the paint a little bit more. 
um, hit a few threes. He looked like he started to resemble the Tatum that we all know and love. He looked like a leader, man. He set the tone early. He started the game by just getting buckets. His defense was actually almost better than his offense tonight. I really liked his help defense. It doesn't show up in a box score because he only had one block. But, I mean, he was altering shots. I really, I mean, did uh, Porter do anything tonight? I mean, he was in, like, you know, in handcuffs. Uh, he uh, might have been, like, your boy off night, what off night's doing to everybody. Right. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It, no, in our way, you know, that same length that, that Toronto put on us, we have that same ability yep. to use length to swallow up guys. You know, like, I really do think, you know, it's going to take time to mesh all these new guys together so that they know each other more. Like, it's, we'll see this as this year goes along. But ideally, we there's a lot of defensive talent on, on this roster. And we really do have the ability uh, to kind of just swallow teams up especially getting Al back who I thought like a lot of his playmaking on the defensive end came even on the perimeter just as a guy who's able to um, step out and guard guys from out there and, and be disruptive with with high hands and active hands even out on the perimeter and I think that's something that a lot of people, when this move came to get Al back, really didn't take take into account that he would be able to do, um, especially playing at the four, that he just wouldn't be able to handle that. And obviously, it's a long season. We'll see what happens. But uh, his ability to be uh, quick laterally and 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 drop and and drop and move his his hips and and you know uh move side to side and just also be an active active hand high hands guy and and get deflections like we we have the ability to get a lot of deflections on this team yeah the way um he played defense tonight i think every coach should just take that film and if you have a young big man you're trying to develop just show him that the switching the timing I mean, the way he's playing the passing lanes, the way he's altering shots, it's just textbook. And then we're not even talking about him on offense where, you know what, he was a threat. He was running fast breaks. I mean, there was nothing running this guy wasn't. fast break, that great end-to-end -end play uh, that he yes. had. Um, trying to think what was the defensive end of that, if that was a block or a steal. He made either one of his blocks or steals because he had a hand, you know, he had a handful of both. Right, and, oh. and then at the other end gets the nice shovel, uh, shovel pass forward from Josh Richardson, sidesteps the defender, gets the and one. Like that's vintage stuff. That's like the kind of stuff that you look for from Al. So I know we were started out talking about the number one guy Tatum, but the number two guy is most certainly Al. Uh, they said that uh, they would ramp him up to 30 minutes, and he had 30 right on the nose today. And I feel like that's where Ime is inclined to try and leave him this year is have him playing roughly about 30 minutes a game. And he's gonna keep him at that four spot. Um, so we, that's not something 
that we're going to see altering a lot. Like he's he's really he sees him as a starter. Al obviously, of course, as you know, sees himself as a starter. So they're just going to keep trying to work with this group and um, get them to mesh together a little bit better. Well, um, with him playing 30 minutes, you kind of saw a little bit of an adjustment because we finally saw what the rotation is going to be for big guys. Yes, it's going to start with Al at the four, but then they're going to stagger Rob and Al with Grant yes. at the four after that for like basically the rest of the game. So yeah, the first and uh, third quarter, you're going to have Rob and Al together and probably in a closing lineup, but the rest of the game, you're going to stagger those two. So that way, you know, you never have Grant just stuck alone all by his lonesome at the five, and we don't ever have to play Canner, which is just a win-win-win all the way around. Right, right. So yeah, and you know, speaking of mention, that's my third guy today as well. At that last name, Grant, who yep. said he, who said who said in the off season, he was working with that shot doctor guy who does the Instagram videos where he shoots on like rotating upside down rims and rims that have nails on it. And <laughs> he he worked with him on his shot uh, over the off season. And it's really, it's really paying off. Uh, Grant looks like a comfortable, confident shooter out there. Obviously playing next to Al and seeing what Al does out there. Um, I think is going to have a good long-term effect on him. Um, you see his, um, the return of his slight athletic ability. He's getting up, he's finishing strong with the dunks um, a little bit more. Um, he's cutting a little bit. I thought Schroeder missed him with a wide open cut some point in the third quarter that, that pissed me off because he was right there. Um, but uh, but hopefully we'll see more of of Grant cutting and guys finding him down low. I, I'd like to see, you know, not a lot, but I'd like to see him, you know, punish the get a switch, punish the occasional mismatch down low. Um, but really, his is being a, a good kickout shooter um, to start this year has been a, a really good. A nice thing to see, especially in light of, you know, some other guys not finding not a shot yet, you know, with Neesmith not finding a shot yet, with Schroeder's shot not really coming around yet, or or Marcus really yet either. Even Horford. Horford is, like, horrible from three so far this yeah, year. Yeah, right, but- you're right. Horford's shot has not... He had a nice game in the last one. I, I think I feel like he went three for three. But this, this today's game, like, and he was, you know, the same wide open shots. I just felt he seemed like he was front on all of them. Like, I don't, it, like, it seemed like he, his shot was short on a vast majority of those. Um, so I don't know if it's, it's the legs or building up conditioning, all of that. Um, but yeah, it was good to see Grant. Um, it's good to see, like, again, Grant is a guy that a lot of us had kind of written off as maybe like, I don't know what Grant's going to do in the middle of shuttling off all the back end of our roster guys. I know there was some clamoring for, all right, we just got to get rid of Grant now. Uh, But Grant has, uh, 
he's emerged as a player and he's kept Wancho at bay, which I'm a little surprised at. We have not seen any of Wancho and maybe that's because his defense just really doesn't cut it yet. But uh, I'm surprised we haven't seen much of Wancho yet. Yeah, it's the defense. And if Grant's going to shoot threes like that, it's just more valuable to have yeah. Grant. I mean, that's all it is. Shooting will keep you on the court in the NBA. doesn't matter what position you play. If you could shoot, they're going to find a spot for you. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, one other thing that I see. Um, Pritchard did not play much today, but he played a little bit. He played... One second, I'm just pulling up the numbers from today. It's like his confidence is getting back, though. Like playing in the mask is obviously bothering him, but I thought yeah. he was a lot more stable today than the previous games. Yeah, yeah, he, he was. He looked more like himself. Two for five. He's still shooting reasonably well. Um, 16 minutes today. And again, we're still going to see that, that time fluctuate a bit. Um, as far as Romeo, Neesmith, and him, all are kind of um, sharing backup minutes. Uh, I still wonder if at some point later in this year, if these guys play well enough that maybe Schroeder becomes a tradable asset. Um, I think think that because we cannot re-sign him we will not have his bird rights he's gonna, right. yeah there's no there it has to be on the table right right and so i mean, we've spoken to that at uh, brief but i but one thing about pritchard like i said that it, that uh, that we've said mentioned before is i just i continue to be impressed by him overall not being afraid of the moment not being afraid of the moment and not being afraid to stick his his neck in there you know amongst the trees you know regardless of you know whether it's on the offensive boards whether it's you know bodying up guys on defense he's gonna get beat a bit you know we i think you have to expect that that's gonna happen from time to time the ultra guards are gonna get him um but he's a competitor he, he, he fights through it. Uh, and I think over time, you know, that attitude, that that trust that other guys will have in him is going to eventually win out. Yeah, for sure. And like it's like we just talked about um, with Grant, the shooting's going to keep him on the floor. You can space the floor 40 feet. You're going to be playing. It's so perfect for Tatum and Brown to have somebody like that. And with his ability to pass, um, that's the kind of elephant in the room we didn't talk about. We did this all without Jalen. We were kind of running pretty smoothly. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, which in and of itself is a whole other thing. But yeah, it's nice that without one of our, our top two guys, uh, we were still able to, um, one, play pretty good defense uh, out there. Um, saved Jalen Green, but uh, held them to uh, under 43% shooting from the floor. We out-rebounded them. Um, they shot the ball hella well, though, but obviously most of that Jalen Green. Um, but, um, 
beyond him for the most part. We, we kept the rest of them kind of at bay, uh, which was good. No Josh Christopher tonight, though, for Houston either. Um, so, but yeah, it, it was nice to see that um, even without our one of our best guys, we were still able to, to do enough things, enough good things uh, to get the win. But uh, if you missed that today or you missed the game, again, Jalen out with that right knee tendinopathy again. Um, that's been lingering, uh, really lingered all last year. Um, may have even been a little bit the year before, honestly. It's, it's a thing that's going to need to be managed this year, it, once again, I think. Uh, not to go all conspiracy bill on you, but I will do this from time to time. It was his birthday. We have a back-to-back. We have a bigger game against Charlotte tomorrow. It's the Rockets. He's probably out in Houston. It seems like he was having a good time. I don't know if you saw his uh, Instagram video of uh, him uh, them dowsing Ime. He's the one who I did see that video. I did see so, that video, which was great. Which was great to see, obviously, guys celebrating may getting his first win and his first response was took long took too long you know <laughs> which which is right which is what all of us were thinking you know finally but yeah that was great uh it was great to see great to see him get the game ball for his first win hopefully the first of many he beat um, brad to it brad started 0-4 yeah that's true <laughs> that is true that's true and Last time we started out 0-2, I want to say it was three years ago when they ripped off, like, what, 16 in a row, something like that? Yep, I went uh, to one of the games during that streak, so yes, that was very memorable. <laughs> yeah, so hopefully we'll do that. Uh, I will be going to the Washington game next Saturday. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, so hopefully we'll, um, we'll see how that goes then. But yeah, uh, hopefully this gets people to climb off the ledge a little bit. Uh, we got that first one, so we're, we're clearly not going to go 0 and 82. Um, but 1 and 81 is still a possibility. So we have to be wary of that. <laughs> uh, what did you see from Houston? Um, obviously, the, the the big story was was Mr. Green uh, looking like uh, a young, like a, a better shooting Westbrook or Zach Levine or something like. I don't know what he is, but that kid is dynamic. His shot looks funky, but I mean, it works. Yeah, I love the Levine comp for him. I think that's kind of a perfect little uh, comparison, even though I think they want him to be more of a point guard, but I just don't know if he has that kind of game. I don't think he's ever going to have the passing and the the ball handling to create for others besides himself. Um, I really like Sengun, even though he had a horrible game. So Yes, I, was kind I of do happy. too. <laughs> and for those of you who, who do not remember Sengun, was picked with the 16th pick, which was, of course, traded exactly by us in order to, uh, traded by us with Kemba in order to get Al Horford back. Um, so Shangun is the result of that draft pick. 
They later drafted Shangun and then traded him to Houston. So, um, which honestly, I'm not sure why they wouldn't keep Shangun. Like that kid looks like a player. Why would Houston not want a guy like that on their team? I have no idea. Um, but you know, there's some like there's there's some good clay there I, I, with with Christopher, who of course didn't play today, but he's a solid player. You know, Green, um, Porter you know, Shangun. You still got Chris Wood. God, I love Chris Wood. Don't even get me started on how much I love Christian Wood. Like, and how much I like need him in green, how much I need him in my life. Like it's it's approaching like sad <laughs> levels, how much I want Christian Wood as a Celtic. Um, I can't remember the last UNLV player the Celtics had. Am I spacing on someone? Uh, last UNLV player we've had. I feel like I should know this, but I'm embarrassed to say I don't think there's one. You know, but there's only one I can think yeah. of. Yeah, the didn't only last one long, and I hoped he would, but he didn't. It was um, I forget his first name, but Giddens. Oh, oh, I was thinking of Marcus Banks. Oh, that's right. He was one too. But I feel like Giddens. I think Giddens was from was from UNLV too. I feel like he was. Um. I can't remember what his name was, what his first name was. His first name escapes me right now. But, uh... You know what, though? J.R. Giddens was from New Mexico. J.R. Giddens. But he was from New Mexico. Was he a Tark kid? Because Tark was... I thought he was UNLV. That's right, J.R. Giddens. I thought he was... No, maybe he was New Mexico. I thought J.R. Giddens was UNLV. Hey, that's still Mountain West, man. That's still what. <laughs> so, no, you're right. It was New Mexico. Maybe it was Marcus Banks. Maybe Marcus Banks was the last one. If anyone's watching and can think of a, a more recent UNLV player we've had since Marcus Banks, let us know. By the way, I don't know why this escapes me. They were talking about it all time, all, all, all game, how. Um, Greenfield slighted about not being the number one guy. Remind me, who was the number one? It was was it Mobley? No, Mobley was three. Who was number uh, one? Cade who? Cade Cunningham. Right. For Detroit. Of course, of course. So, right, Cade. Uh, we haven't seen play yet because he's. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> no, he's a good one too. Yeah. Um, his size. Oh, yeah, he's uh, he's choosing to take make that a, a chip on his shoulder. It's funny. My, and Mike was like, "Yeah, two's not really that bad." He's like, but <laughs> hey, whatever gets you motivated. Whatever gets you motivated. Um. So, but yeah, he was he was outstanding. Um, if he's gonna shoot like that, you know. Eight of ten from three. I mean, obviously, you know, we're not going to expect that at the time. But I mean, eight of ten from three. Uh, one away from the rookie record. I think he's probably going to uh, get it one of these games this year because he yeah. seems like yeah. hot. Like, yeah. So he's another one, another guy who's going to need to work on. Um, 
obviously he'll need to grow into his size and get stronger so he can attack the basket more but um you know super live body like like John Moran level just like super like just jump out the gym um so he's fun to watch and i feel like christian wood just gets out of bed whether it's a good game or a bad game he just ends up with 20 and 9 exactly like, that, that's why like nothing affects him it's just 20 and 9 all day that's how he gets down regardless of how good it is or as bad his day is he's like ends up with 20 and 9 8 and 9 rebound like like i want that kid man like he would be so good you guys he would be so good here I, there's there's like almost no way to get him right now that i can think of unless he just becomes a free agent besides the league um but like he is so good he would fit so well here uh but i don't know it just may have to be one of those one of my famous unrequited crushes from afar um who you never know what's going to happen but likely will never end up here you and danny you both danny tried to get him three different times and yeah. he's never yeah one of those guys they just we keep trying to get and it never works and it never works um before we get out of here um i guess so next game is what tomorrow yep back and that back. will be and that will be charlotte uh, that we will see we'll see uh charlotte and what do we think of um we think of that game now I know that that this fits under the realm of revenge game but obviously some former Celtics on that roster um they put a beating on us last year like like unmerciful beating on us last year um so we need to do something to get that back um and they they will 100% run us out the fucking gym if we let them uh and jump out the gym cuz Miles Bridges is a beast. LaMelo is just fantastic at pushing tempo. Tell you know Terry always gets up for games against us. He well, always hopefully gets he's up. still out cuz he didn't play today. So I'm hoping that he's still hurt. But honestly, Charlotte's kind of scarier without him. I like Ubre and LaMelo in the backcourt instead of Terry taking away shots from everybody. Sorry, it's mm. you know, I've heard feelings from when he did that with us. And then um I'm just terrified of Gordon Hayward. He's he's going to he's due to have a big game. It's his yeah. first game. It's coming. Yeah. So this one feels scary. <laughs> this okay. one feels like a scary game. So uh what do you what are the what are the keys to this game my my first one is we have to we cannot bitch at all we have to fucking get back we have to get back now i noticed today when there was one play where um i think uh Tatum felt he got hacked on a shot and he started to cry but i noticed grant did not He ran, he sprinted back like cuz I remember then the previous game the he may had taken him out 
in the the New York game. Well, Grant sprint back and then got in the play, made a play to to get the get the turnover back, get the ball back. I was like, yeah, Grant remembers. Get his ass put back on the bench again. So he remembered. He sprinted back and got himself back and got himself back in the play when it was an odd man rush, uh, odd man break. Um, so that was good. But yeah, against that team, they are so explosive and they score in bunches. You know, that is a quintessential fast break team that once they get hot, it's just, it's hard to turn them off. Yeah, we can't turn the ball over against them because of how good they are on the fast break. They don't have the inside game to kill us. So the only way they're going to kill us is with threes and fast breaks. Um, the other guy that just absolutely terrifies me is uh, known Celtic killer Ish Smith is their backup point guard. And he yes. just destroyed the Nets today. So they ran the Nets off the court. They're going to be looking to run. I'm hoping because we're catching them on a back-to-back that we can kind of take advantage there even though we're playing on one two i think we had a little bit of an easier game than they did though the nets have a lot of problems right now um but we have to touch the paint we have to no tomorrow could be a good game to have al and have guys hopefully post up a little bit more slow them down no grind them into a just kind of grind them in the dust a little bit just uh post them up and attack from that spot um and then hopefully some guys will that haven't been making their shots will make shots um and that we're able to get some of the spacing uh once again Schroeder is not his shot is not showing up but um, we're going to need, it doesn't matter, I don't give a shit where it comes from, but we're going to need some guys to hit some outside shots. And it's not like they're great defenders. There's no great defenders on that no, team. No, no, we, we can totally, we can totally score on them and, and we can pick them apart, but we gotta, we gotta be diligent. We can't do one-on-one, you know, over dribbling fiasco again. Now, Truder cannot over-dribble on these guys because Ubre and Melo are both actually pretty decent at getting steals. So he's going to rip He's gonna rip his pockets because Truder, I don't understand the dribbling. Was this always a thing and I just never noticed it? Or is it just something where we sign up? I'm trying to think like how he played a lot during his year in um, OKC. Yeah. When, I don't know, it... Uh, he was playing obviously next to Paul, and you know Paul is is such a uh, you know Paul's kind of a, an author, authoritarian regime on whatever team he plays for. It's it's his way or the highway for wherever he plays. And so I don't know, maybe rein that in, or you know somehow they find over found a way on that team for three point guards to coexist and play reasonably well, including Schroeder. Yep, uh, very well. Yeah, and so Schroeder doesn't, you know, obviously he's not gonna shoot this bad. I'm not expecting him to shoot this bad in the entire season. Um, you know, law of averages will eventually kick in and they'll hit some shots, but it's just, it's mostly about, you know, how you play. 
I just don't want him shooting that many shots. I don't care if he's shooting well or not. I just don't. I understand tonight because Jalen's not there, but I don't like him consistently in this 14, 15 shot attempt range. It's what everybody complains about Marcus Smart for, and Marcus isn't doing it anymore. You get eight, nine shots, maybe 10. That's that's it. Move the ball around, man. That's one thing you're here to do. Yeah. No, agree. Agree. So... We shall see how that goes. That's going to be interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, once again, uh, just to wrap up for today, uh, Ime gets his first win. Um, so uh, handshakes and grab asses all around. Everybody's happy. Um, any final thoughts for you on tonight's game or tomorrow's uh, um upcoming tilt with the Hornets? You know, a lot of opinions, everybody that was panicking, we pull out this back-to-back, the Hornets are 3-0, everybody loves the Hornets right now. People will start jumping back on the Boston bandwagon. We'll start building that momentum again. So, Absolutely. I'm- Absolutely. Here, here. Uh, yeah, just a matter of, you know, winning sues all. We're, we're still going to be working our way into this there's a lot of 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 guys here who still haven't had a lot of time to play together i mean just a reminder we only played four preseason games i mean i'm sure we've had a lot of practice but we've still only played four preseason games and that was by design we want we wanted to do most of our work behind the scenes in practice and we also didn't want guys to get injured in situations that they couldn't control but the flip side of that coin is there's still not a lot of guys who still have ingrained reps knowing what to do when they're facing live competition against another team that's not so, not also training with you. You know, these guys still don't have a ton of live reps playing with each other. So we can't, we also, we can't forget that, that these guys are still working a lot of that out. And Ime, of course, is, is of all. One thing I we, we kind of hinted at over the uh, early on, but um, I did, we didn't go too far in depth, is that Ime seemed to calm down and adjust on the switching so much. I saw a lot more of guys fighting over picks and um, Rob letting guys slide through and guys chasing over, on, over top of the screen which to me is is exactly what you need to do. Chase over top of the screen, push them off the three-point line and into your length. That's, you know, chase them off that line. You know, that's another thing that I hope to see us doing because Hornets will bury us on switches if we try to do that too much from the perimeter. So we need to chase guys off that line and funnel them right into all the length we have in the middle of the floor. Yeah, and um, I think he probably preached that a game or two ago. I just don't know if it's been implemented yet because it's hard to break habits. If you're so used to doing something, there's a lack of communication. Even adding more preseason games, I don't know how much it would have helped because it's not like we had a full roster. Like literally Friday was the first time all 17 of those guys were available depending on if we wanted to use some of them or not. Right, it only lasted one game because the next game game we, we, we lost two guys again. Romeo, of course, who, God, that kid is snake bit. Um, 
Hopefully he's not out. It seemed like he ramped up in uh, pregame or whatever it was, the warm-ups or whatever. It was some kind of calf thing that tightened up. Yeah. Super serious. Hopefully that's not a long-term thing. Calf tightening, hopefully that's just a day thing, and hopefully it'll be okay to go tomorrow. He's had a great start to the year. It'd be a shame for something to to get in the way of that. Um, So... Yeah, just, you know, you hope, you know, we had guys, every guy healthy for one game. Now was our worst game. And then we come back and this game after lost two of us. It's like, oh, we're, we're back to ourselves, down two guys. You know, that's our normal. It's missing guys. That's where we feel comfortable, apparently. <laughs> right? That's where we live. It's our peace. So, I don't know, hopefully... Uh, We'll get those guys back and as this, you know, we're going to have to give this new coach some time and it's going to be hard um, if you're, you know, it's going to be hard for us Celtics fans to kind of watch and be like, no, what are you doing? And blah, blah, blah. But you are, we are, and obviously this team has expectations for where they go, where they can go based on the moves we've made, based on the talent and the veteran experience upgrades we've made. But it is going to take Ime some time to, to kind of sort through this. And it's going to take guys some time to just get used to playing with each other, knowing where guys, you know, feel comfortable with the ball, knowing, recognizing, oh, I know this guy's going to cut here and I can give him the ball or what have you. It's, it's just going to take some time whether we like it or not, and I know we don't, um, but it's going to take guys some time to figure things out uh, and, you know, find a rhythm, find a pattern. Yeah, it takes time to break bad habits. Like, what does uh, Malcolm Gladwell say? It takes 10,000 hours to become an expert at something. These guys need the time to play together and change their habits because just because a new guy's calling the plays doesn't mean their mentality their habits what they do in a game is going to be different they have to they have to learn they have to adjust and i think this is the right guy for it because you see how much they love this guy i've oh, never absolutely. seen they, they clearly they are ready to fight for him so i mean and that's something that's not nothing no, that's not nothing at all all right well, i feel like that's a good place to stop as any um but once again Thank you for listening. We're going to put this episode up on YouTube soon. It's going to be available as well on Spotify and iTunes and wherever you get your podcast from. So like, subscribe, give us a follow, give us a note, you know, absolutely give us a comment. Um, I don't care. Just, you know, tell us the F off if you want, but just, I don't know, just say something. We know we're not alone out here. We know we are people watching. We know there are people that are, are are starved for content. That and we know there are people that are interested in what fans think of this team, not just the writers, but what are fans out there saying about this team. So, um, I see you. We see you. So uh, yeah, step on up. All right. We appreciate. We notice you watching. And like I said, Boston, 
<laughs> Absolutely. We love and appreciate y'all. It's a shout out to all the people on, on Reg Disciples on Facebook, our folks on Twitter, the folks on Real GM, wherever you are, Tommy, Tommy Point, anywhere. If you're watching, you're one of the family. All right. All right. So with that, I'm Aaron. He's Billy. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Go Seas. <laughs>